I once read a book called The Best Question Ever. Think about it for a minute. What, what would you say is the best question ever, the most important question you could ask? Maybe it's, how can I be happy all the time? How can I get rich quick and easy? Who should I vote for? How do I find the perfect mate? Or if you're already married, how do I make my mate more perfect? How do I lose weight without diet or exercise? Well, according to this author, it, it's not any of those things. According to this particular author, the, the most important question, the best question we can ever ask is, is it wise? Is it wise? Whenever we have a, a choice to make, a decision to make, an action to take, the most important question, according to this author, is, is it wise? Is this the wise thing to do? Is this the wise action to take? Is this the wise thing to say? Is this a wise purchase? I'm sure we could think of a lot more ways to apply it. Now, now notice, the author doesn't say that the most important question, the best question ever is, is it convenient? Is it popular? Is it what I want? Is it what I'm feeling? Is it the easy thing to do? Is it cheap? Will it be fun? Is it politically correct? It's not, it's not any of those. It's, is it wise? This, this thing, this choice, this decision, this action, is this the wise thing to do? I, I just wonder, if, if you think back to choices, decisions, actions you've made in, in recent days, how might they have been different if you had asked, is this wise? How, how might that question have affected, impacted recent decisions, conversations, interactions, maybe early voting, purchases you've made, the way you've parented, the way you've worked, things you've done at work, things you've posted on social media. What, what difference might a little wisdom have made if you had paused to ask the question, is it wise? How, how might a little wisdom have changed the outcomes? Or you might wonder, what regrets do you feel because you didn't ask the question, didn't consider what is the wise thing to do? I've been asking that question for a long time, is it wise? And I find that I'm asking it a lot lately, especially during the season of pandemic, especially here at church. As we thought about our budget, what we spend our money on, I've asked, is this a wise way to, to use our church's finances, your offerings? As we've gone through our stages of phased reopening, each step of the way, I've asked, is it wise yet to move to the next stage? As we've approached this year's stewardship campaign, I've asked, is, is this the wise way to approach stewardship in the midst of 
a pandemic and an economic crisis. As, as we begin this Sunday, November 1st, outdoor worship services, we've asked, is this wise? What's the wise way to keep everyone safe? And as we think about the future beyond COVID-19, what kind of wise choices, decisions do we need to make in this moment so that we can enter into a good future? I'm asking the question of myself, how I'm practicing social distancing in these days, who and what I am choosing to be exposed to, what or I will or, or won't do because of the possibility of infection. I often find when I'm praying, I'm asking God, God, help me to be wise, which is different than praying for the answer. God, help me through the day to think wise thoughts, to make wise choices, to make wise decisions. Well, well if... Is it wise? Is it the wise thing to do is the best question ever? If, if we're going to, to believe that that is that important, then, then probably we ought to define what wisdom is. If we're going to give it that much credit, we, we probably ought to know what we're talking about. You're familiar with the word philosophy. Well, the word philosophy literally means the love of wisdom, if you trace back the word wisdom to its, its earliest form, it literally means to see, that there's something about wisdom that helps us to see better, more differently. It reminds me of Jesus, who often talked about spiritual blindness and, and spiritual sight, that the people who had physical sight sometimes didn't See, and that sometimes when Jesus healed the blind, he was more, doing more than just restoring physical sight. Jesus even referred to the Pharisees as blind fools. Then and now, there were those who saw wisdom, saw the truth of who Jesus was and is, and there's those who didn't and don't. If you ask somebody, what is wisdom? They, they often say things like, well, it's, it's related to knowledge, intelligence, education, experience, street smarts, expertise, competence. And, and truthfully, wisdom is a bit of all of those things and more. Spiritually speaking, it's, it's much more. We've been in a series of sermons called This Is My Story, and, and we now for a number of weeks have been telling stories from the Bible, uh, each week telling you about different characters and different ways God has moved in history. But there is a, a group of writings in Scripture that are called wisdom, it's called wisdom literature. I'm, I'm thinking of books like Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Job, and, and the Song of Songs. Many of Jesus' teachings would also qualify as, as wisdom. Uh, but, but we qualify this, this group of teaching that, that's less about story uh, and more about understanding what wisdom is and how to be a wise person. Proverbs 8, 22 through 23, where we find much teaching on wisdom, says, The Lord created wisdom. At the beginning of his way, before his deeds long in the past, I, wisdom, was formed in ancient times. At the beginning, before the earth was. 
Proverbs 8 is interesting. It personifies wisdom in feminine form. In fact, the Hebrew word for wisdom is Sophia, a feminine name. It says that, that wisdom was among the first that God created and that Sophia, wisdom, was a partner in creation. Proverbs 8, 25 through 30 says, Before the mountains were formed, before the hills, I, Sophia, was born. Before God made the earth and fields and the first handfuls of soil, I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the sea so that they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. What I read in, in Proverbs 8 is, is this idea that, that creation was designed wisely. That, that wisdom was a key consideration in the very fabric of creation and existence itself. That there is a divine plan, a divine design of how things are actually made, and it is wisdom. The wisdom is a way of, of seeing existence through the eyes of God. A divine comprehension of how things are, essentially. Or at least how things are supposed to be. It's divine insight that comes from the fruit of prayer studying God's Word in a lifetime. It, it develops over a lifetime of walking closely with God, gained by learning and growing through all of life's hills and valleys. Wisdom is knowledge. In fact, in Scripture, they often are paired side by side. But wisdom is so much more than knowledge. Wisdom is is definitely much more than our personal opinions, our, our personal prejudices, our personal biases. Wisdom is certainly much more than just how I want reality to be, how I wish it to be, how I think it ought to be. Wisdom is understanding how things actually are. Proverbs 5, 3 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't rely on your own intelligence. Know him in your paths, and he will keep your ways straight. The problem for, I think, all of us is that we live in a world of deception, that we are bombarded constantly with mistruth, with unreality. I mean, how much conversation is there now about fake news? We've all heard about false advertising where, where magazines and TV commercials make claims about what will, will make us happy, what will make us fulfilled, what will make us successful, and we know that their claims come up short. We've all experienced salespeople who, who pressure us, who oversell, who overcommit. We've been listening to politicians lately who claim that they have all the answers, that they can make America great, that they can give us what we need. But we know no politician will live up to all of their promises, and we know that all of the accusations they make about the other politicians in the race are true. 
how many of us enjoy participating in gossip? And gossip rarely is based in truth. It fills in the gaps with what we think might be true, with what is actual fact. How many of us struggle with denial, not really wanting to accept reality as it is? We dwell daily in unreality, and that's why wisdom is so important. Wisdom is about truth. And remember what Jesus said, the truth will set you free. Now, this book of Proverbs, if you read it sometimes, is primarily a a long, long list of, of what is wise and what's not wise, what's foolish and what's not foolish. You ought to do these things, you ought not do those things. You might get the impression that, well, if I just put all those things into practice, then I am automatically wise. Not really. The the book of Proverbs is not meant to be a, a rule book that you memorize and that all will go well if you do these things. It's meant to be illustrative of how to approach life with wisdom, of what happens when someone practices wisdom or when someone doesn't. The author Ruth Held Evans says that wisdom isn't about having all the right answers or sticking to the right set of rules. Wisdom is a way of life, a journey of humility and faithfulness that we take together one step at a time. The biblical scholar Peter Enns adds, wisdom isn't about finding a quick answer. Wisdom is about learning how to work through the unpredictable, uncontrollable messiness of life. I want you to think about those three words that he just used. Unpredictable. Uncontrollable. Messiness of life. Can you think of three better words for this moment in history? In the midst of a pandemic that that may continue well into the coming year, in the midst of an economic crisis that may get worse, in the midst of an historic, divisive election, unpredictable, uncontrollable, messy. We need wisdom right this moment more than ever. I'm reminded of that story that Jesus told. He said there was a wise man who built his house upon a rock. There was another man, a foolish man, who built his, hand, his house on sand. And, and when the, the storms of life came, unpredictable storms, uncontrollable storms, when messiness happened, The man whose house was built on the rock stood strong. The man whose house was built on sand, well, it was was washed away. Hear the words of Jesus. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is, you guessed it, wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. I I don't know about you, when I hear the word wisdom, I, I think of of that guru with the long white beard sitting up on the mountain somewhere and you have to take a pilgrimage journey to go ask the one 
question to get the right answer. Well, thankfully, wisdom is a little more available to that. There, there is something that we associate uh, wisdom with age. In fact, it says in uh, Proverbs 16.31, gray hair is a crown of glory. That's why I keep my facial hair so that you all think I'm wise. But wisdom doesn't automatically come with age. Wisdom comes with experience. Wisdom comes with, with a lifetime of seeking God's will, understanding wisdom through God's eyes, through many life experiences. We, we all can think of some old fools. Thankfully, there aren't too many. Now, undeniably, information is incredibly valuable. I mean, think about what's available to us on the internet. Think about the value we place on the smartphones and our purses and wallets, we, I mean, our pockets. We could, we could pull it out and you can have all the information available to us at a moment's notice, information is valuable. But information changes. What was thought to be fact just decades ago has been proven to be wrong. Clearly, education and professional training has value. Otherwise, why would we spend so much money on going to college, earning degrees? I mean, who of us wants to go to an untrained doctor or an untrained lawyer or an untrained accountant? Who of us want an, an untrained teacher teaching our children or an untrained plumber fixing our toilets? But likewise, education has changed. We know things today that we didn't know before, and we will know things in the future. But there is something about wisdom that is timeless, that's eternal. Proverbs 3, 13 through 15 says, Happy are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. Her profit is better than silver, her gain better than gold. Her value exceeds pearls. All you desire can't compare with her. Why is wisdom so valuable? Because wisdom ultimately is about reality. This is how God has designed the universe. This is how it really works. When we, when we partner with God, when we seek wisdom, we can live within harmony of way God designed reality to be. When we don't, when we sin, when we choose foolish ways, when we lean on our own understanding, it's like working against the grain contrary to the way things really are. It's insanity. It's swimming upstream. And too often it leads to disaster. You doubt me? Not sure that wisdom is that important? Well, think back over your life. What were the decisions you made that have blessed you and others? Weren't they, in reflection, wise choices? And think about the things in your life that have been difficult, that have caused harm to you or others. I suspect they might have been impulsive, not well thought out, maybe selfish. I suspect not wise. Proverbs 3, 21 through 26 says, Do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. 
Then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be at your side and will keep your feet from being snared. Now, in many places, the Bible is very clear. If you want wisdom, ask for it. Pray for it. God willingly, eagerly gives us the gift of wisdom. We have to be seekers of wisdom. But one way that God gives wisdom, one way is that we can seek wisdom is through what Proverbs often calls wise counsel. People who are wise, and those are usually people who walk closely with God. Proverbs eleven fourteen: without guidance, a people will fail, but there is victory with many counselors. I wonder, as you've been listening to this message, who's come to mind? When you think of wise people, the wise people in your life, who are some of the people that you think of? And what is it about them? What, what advice did they give you? What example did they set for you that made them, in your mind, wise? I think of some wise lay people in this church and in others that I've served that I've often gone to for advice because I've seen the wisdom and the way they live and the way they think and their words. I think of spiritual directors I've had through the years. I think of therapists I've had who have helped me through some hard times. I think of professors, particularly seminary professors, who have led me into deeper truth. I think of some good friends who've spoken truth to me. I think of authors who I've never known personally but yet have shaped and formed me led me to understand wisdom more deeply. And I can't help but think that a conversation about wisdom is especially appropriate today on All Saints Day. I didn't know many of the people on the list that we read earlier, but I suspect many of you did. And I suspect there were some names we mentioned that you would say were wise people that set an example of wisdom for you, who passed on wisdom to you. I hope that their wisdom will live on through you, through me, through the life of this church. There is a group of scriptures, not scriptures, writings, really, that, that fall between the, the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. They are scriptures in some Bibles. They're called the Apocrypha. They're not in many Protestant Bibles, but in the Catholic Church they are, and in, in others. And, and in those writings, there is a book called the Book of, you guessed it, Wisdom. And Wisdom 6.24 says, The more wise people there are in the world, the more likely it is that the world will be saved. Let me read that again. The more wise people there are in the world, the more likely it is the world will be saved. Well, if that's true, that means the world needs more people like you and me to be seekers of wisdom. The world needs more people like you and me to daily ask the question, 
Is it wise? What's the wise thing to do?